Guys, you got to give yourself permission to cry. Period. Guys, what's good? Welcome to the Bird Brain Podcast, where the goal is to rise above it all, stay elevated, create that infinity, and up your you. I'm your host, Isaiah. How are you? Did you survive the hurricane? Did you survive the earthquake? It was crazy. That wasn't too bad, actually. Um, I know for me, it rained a ton, which is great. Uh, I miss the rain, personally. And then at one point, I was like just hanging out. I was like laying down, I think. And my literal bed started to shake. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Not not a twofer. This is this is this is uncommon. What's going on? Um, but we got through it. It wasn't that bad. And uh, I was I was grateful. Right. You know, had people checking in. I was checking in. It was cool. It was it was an opportunity to really kind of like slow down and uh, for me just process, you know, and just not feel kind of uh, obligated to just always be in motion. Because that happens for me a lot, right? And I think in culture, it happens for us, you know, um, busy, you know, everybody's busy. And, you know, what we busy ourselves with can be a distraction from other things. And uh, I was talking to a client earlier last week, and they said, you know, sometimes you just got to cry it out. And it uh, it hit a light bulb for me, right? A a light bulb went off in my head because sometimes you do got to cry it out, right? Got to connect with yourself, got to regroup. And yes, sometimes you literally have to cry. And, you know, as much as crying is deemed a weakness, especially with men, you know, that conversation around like toxic masculinity, et cetera. The idea of crying is frowned upon. Like you could cry because your sports team lost, but you can't cry because you're sad, right? Because you are upset about a certain situation because you feel hopeless, right? Because you're tired, um, because you're angry, right? Um, You're fearful, right? You feel alone. All the things that are acceptable to cry about, there's no room for that, especially when it comes to certain genders. But this is just a universal thing in terms of, you know, sometimes we shut off the main valve that's necessary for us to grow. We don't really give ourselves permission to fully grow and embody what's necessary, right? Sometimes we refrain from crying because we don't want to 
bother somebody else with our tears or we don't want to be perceived a certain way. However, you know, those tears are yours. They're coming from you, <laughs> right? They're coming from you. Okay. And sometimes when you do cry and you say, man, I don't even know what I'm crying about. That's an indication that it's been too long since you've kind of really tapped in with what's going on with you, with how you're actually feeling. You know, you've held on to so much for so long and you're trying to do so much. Life is a lot. You know? And I don't want to say life in itself. Well, yeah, let's say life as an entity is a lot because there's a lot you're going through. There's a lot you're processing. Okay, there's a lot you're trying to overcome. There's a lot of things you're trying to get away from. There's a lot of things you're trying to build, right? Life is all encompassing. And I want you to think about what crying actually means for you. Why do you see crying as a fault in who you are? when it's literally the first thing you do when you come out of the womb, you cry. That shows life. It's expression. It's release, right? And I was thinking about what crying could potentially mean like as an acronym. It's like when you cry, you know, that's an opportunity for you to connect, for you to concentrate, right? some level of conviction even something's bothering you something's something's going on in there even if you're crying happy tears right there's an emote there okay when you cry you connect when you cry you're you're concentrated right when you cry you're coming to terms with things when you cry there's a level of closure potentially Okay, that's the C in crying. <laughs> also, when you cry, you release, right? It's a release there. It's an opportunity to reevaluate what's going on. It's an opportunity to regroup, right? Recalibrate, reset. And any why words is like, yeah, you could yell, <laughs> yell it out, right? Yearn for more, right? Yearn for healing. And yes, it still requires you to cry. That's a part of it. I think I said this on a previous episode, you know, that whole concept of uh, success. Like sometimes you find yourself crying or you find yourself sad when you reach a certain pinnacle of success where you accomplish certain things. And it's like, well, why am I sad? Just thinking about it is is is, is uh, hitting me. You know, sometimes sadness comes with the reality of how much you've been through to get to this point, right? What you had to release, what you had to let go of, who wasn't there, right? Who didn't support you, who um, may have uh, doubted you, right? Um, 
what you didn't have, but you still managed to achieve despite the lack of. There could be sadness there. The reason why is because your determination and your fuel came from the fact that you didn't really have support. Right? People turned out to be something else than what they postured as. And you found that out on your road to your success. And truthfully, that's a part of the journey, guys. The more you seek in life, the more aware you become of things. You just have to because you're looking for resources and tools and environments that cultivate what you are trying to attain. So by design, you're going to be looking at things a little bit differently. Okay. You're going to be looking at things a little bit differently. And when you look at things differently, you may see something that you didn't see before. As you work towards understanding certain things, you may feel different right? Other people may feel different. Okay. And you may notice these things and in the moment it may not process, right? You might not give yourself time to process or even think about or consider what's actually going on, but I can tell you it affects you. Some kind of seed is planted. And then when you finally hit a milestone, it's like, damn, I did this. And I did this with all these other things happening. You know, my relationships may have changed. Friendships, right? Family, all the relationships. Some people changed up or I had to let go of some people. Or some people show me exactly who they were. They weren't, they weren't for me. And I had to find that out by being or willing to be successful. That was the thing that gave me the indicator that the company that I was keeping around wasn't really about me or for me. All I had to do was just seek success. <laughs> and that's how I, I figured it out. That's sad. That can be very sad. Okay. Or maybe you're, you, you're grieving the end of a relationship. Okay. And we have to understand something. Um, even if a relationship was hard to endure and you're still sad about it, well, understand it's still a connection that was significant to you. It was important. So, of course, you're going to be sad about it, right? What someone means to us on an emotional level doesn't necessarily always change because on a surface the relationship has. That doesn't always happen like right away or uh, in tandem. Sometimes you walk away from relationships while you still care about the person very deeply. And that's painful. And it hurts. And you say, well, I shouldn't care about it. Why should you not care about a person just because they're no longer in your life? You know, I was telling somebody last week, I was like, you know, 
loving someone has nothing to do with the access that they have to you or vice versa. Love is not transactional. That's not how it works. People say that, but no, I don't agree with that. I think that's such a surface and a superficial way of looking at what love is. Because when you truly care about somebody, it's like, I want the best for you. Outside of what you do for me. Love is not convenience, guys. Right? It's not convenience. It's not pain either. Truth be told, that's not what love is. Right? Your response to being unloved is painful. Right? Your perception of what a situation or circumstance may be is painful. However, love in itself is not, not painful. Okay? Love is meant to connect. And that's it. Okay? So this whole concept of crying, exhaling, right? All the things that allow us to release and really give us room process a lot of times we refrain from doing have you ever recognized that when you're going through your day how much you're holding your breath like your shoulders are probably up to your ears you're probably listening to this right now and you're really tense take a deep breath relax take a couple of deep breaths see what comes up for you What's sitting at the front of your face or like sitting on your chest? What is that? What have you been holding on to? Give yourself permission to kind of open that valve a little bit. What's wrong? What's right? Right? What are you happy about right now? That could just bring you to tears. Why are you so happy about that? What's hurting you right now? I've always said, you know, some of the strongest people I know, some of the best people I know are vulnerable people. Because vulnerability is not weakness. You know, your ability to tap in and, and process what's going on, not just uh, verbally process or intellectualize, but truly the ability to recognize what's what's going on in your body and giving space to those parts of you, I think is everything. And this is something that I've learned over time for myself too, you know? I saw a video uh, last week, I think it was Trevor Noah, he was talking about the concept of int intimacy with men. And um, it's a whole nother topic in itself, but just like what intimacy looks like for men. Like a lot of times it's hypersexualized because that's the only opportunity that they have the, the ability to be vulnerable or seek closeness without feeling like they are lesser than, right? To say that, damn, I need a hug right now, or I just wish, you know, I had one of my bros around me, you know, to just have some company and feel safe 
or say to one of your best guy friends, man, you know, I feel safe with you. I appreciate that. Or I love you without the, I love you, bro, or love you or love you, you know, just like straight up say, hey, I love you. Thank you for being in my life. Right? The fear of intimacy, intimacy. Crying is such an interesting thing, and it's something that we are so afraid of sometimes. And again, this is not just gender specific, but every time I think about like who cries, <laughs> you know, and who does not. And I know women face hardships too. And a lot of times, you know, there's a force to, or this, there's this demand of like, you know, I hope there's no crying in baseball. You don't have time to cry. You know, your makeup might get messed up. Someone may notice. And if you're crying, you're perceived as like, oh, you're not fit for the job. You're too emotional, et cetera. Versus just understanding, oh, you're a human with feelings. And this is a natural process. Now, if you're always running through the streets crying, <laughs> then that may be a whole different thing. However, you know, just giving yourself permission to be human and really feel what you feel, I think is so necessary. Like I said, this has been life work for me, right? Because I'll share this with you, even like in acting classes years ago, I was always like, damn, you know, the ability to cry on cue, whatever the case may be. I was like, I want to get there. And then I stopped worrying about that because I realized I could never do it. <laughs> the reason why I can never do it is because it felt performative. And when I was like, oh man, this will probably, this is going to, what's this, this is what's going to make me cry. Nothing comes out. It's a damn Sahara desert. And I'm like, Isaiah Frizzell, we just had this conversation. You said you were ready to cry. <laughs> what happened? It's like, well, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what happened. You know, I froze. However, you know, you listen to a certain song or you're walking down the street, right? Or you're driving in your car um, or you're just having a moment and tears start flowing. Things hit you. They hit you when they don't feel pressured, right? Pressure to be something else. You know, and you have to give yourself space to do that because it's an amazing thing. And it doesn't always look pretty. It doesn't always look pretty and it doesn't need to. I'll never forget when I was in New York, I was on a train. Um, and... I was on my way home from work. There was this woman. She was um, she was standing across from me, and she was going through something. Right? She was crying. She was trying to hide it. And I was just like, man, I can only imagine. I offered her a tissue, and she, you know, refused it. And I was like, that's so funny because even in that moment of vulnerability and struggle and strife and the need for something we refuse it because i don't want i don't want someone to see me right i don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable about who i am in that moment and it broke my heart because i was like man that that's that's tough 
it's happened to me before, truth be told. You know, there were times I was on a train home. I think there was one one time in particular. I was either on a train, I was getting off the train, and life just hit me. It just hit me. And I think my mom called. <laughs> and I'm trying to, you know, talk to her and not let on to what's going on. I finally was like, I, I gotta go. I was like, I just gotta, I gotta go. And I think I was walking into a meeting right before that moment. Walking into a meeting. Nine times out of 10, your tears are waiting for permission to show up. Your tears are waiting for an opportunity to take care of you. Like I said, happy tears, sad tears, it doesn't matter. But I think it's so vital to just understand when I'm not crying or I'm refusing to cry, who am I taking care of? Because it's not me. If I need to release and I have all this stuff pent up, it's not me I'm looking out for. Who is it then? Work through your frustration with yourself. Because that frustration that you have with yourself isn't always coming from you. And you got to pay attention to what you say to yourself when you're sad. You know, again, vulnerability is not weakness. Sensitivity is not weakness. Um, you know, for me, one thing that I don't have a problem with is sitting with sadness. <clears throat> the reason why is because at the root of anger, right? At the root of resentment, all those things, sadness. That's the root, right? And a lot of times people have a, a harder time processing certain things because sadness is where they refuse to go. They don't grieve. Me, I have no problem getting there. I have no problem getting there. And I think that's why I'm able to pass through things a lot quicker. And not just quickly rushing through it, but simply getting to the heart of the matter and growing through it. Because it's like, you know, sadness doesn't scare me. I can recognize when I'm hurt. It's like, well, what am I going to do about it? I'm going to process it. I'm going to let it hit. However it needs to show up is how it's going to show up. I know myself well enough that it, it won't become destructive. Um, it hasn't. It won't ever. You know, that's not the goal. My goal is to not hurt others. My goal is to not harm myself. You know, my goal is to like recognize what is hurting me and move through it. And then you get to the other side. And I promise you, like the more you allow yourself to be sad, it doesn't weigh on you as much. Certain relationships won't appeal to you as much. Because you're giving yourself closure, right? You're giving yourself space. You're giving yourself release. You're allowing yourself the opportunity to grow. And all that comes with 
<laughs> watering <laughs> those tears, right? Tears and nutrients, guys. It's so necessary to just give yourself permission to release. It's so vital, right? Who are you missing right now? Right? What do you feel like you didn't accomplish enough of? What are you disappointed about? What are you happy about? Explore all these things and pay attention to where you feel it in your body. And if you're listening right now, relax, you know, take a deep breath. Release. <laughs> I want you to just say to yourself, hey, you have permission to be here. You have space with me. You matter, period. You know? That's all I got, guys. There's just something that, uh, you know, my client kind of really um, brought to my attention in terms of just crying. And I was so grateful for, you know, what they were telling me and how they were expressing themselves and, you know, simply just being willing to come into a new space and work through a new space of who they are, their own truth. And, you know, like, yeah, sometimes you just got to cry it out. And I was like, absolutely. You got to cry it out. I think a beautiful thing is the ability to cry um, around people that you feel safe with, or at least with them. But the tears are there, and they're just flowing, and you don't feel a need to apologize. And even if you do apologize, they reassure you, hey, there's no, <laughs> there's no need to apologize for taking up space. What? Stop that. So I hope you have those spaces. I hope you create that space for yourself. I hope you create that space for other people. And I hope they value it. Okay. That's all I got for you guys. Just something I was thinking about. It's been such a interesting journey and, and processing of things just of late. And it's a beautiful thing, right? Even the sad moments are just beautiful. Because it reminds you of the things that are actually important to you and that you are growing. The reason why you're growing is because certain things are dying off. Certain habits, certain realizations are coming to pass, right? Certain relationships are changing. They don't look the same. They don't feel the same. And what it is now is very different. Yes? Be willing to cry. Connect. Regroup release yell it out <laughs> but yes cry <laughs> all right i hope you guys have an amazing week uh coaching is available one-on-one -on -one coaching is available the link is in the bio or you could go to the bird brain podcast on instagram and you can sign up there there's also a link there the merch is there you matter to merch along with the um the uh my original creations for the Bird Brain podcast. Um, I know a lot of people have been uh, digging the You Matter 2 hoodie already, which is so amazing. I'm so grateful. It's cool to see it. Uh, yeah, if you have, if you've purchased the You Matter 2 hoodie um, and you have Instagram or social media or something, anything, I want you to tag me if, you, if you're if you rocking it. 
just tag me and let me know. Um, Because I think that's so cool. And I think it would be cool to do something with that. And I'm so, you know, grateful that the message is well received, y'all. All All right. Um, So take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take flight.